Hi, I'm Dr. Melva, your board-certified radiation oncologist and serial entrepreneur and investor. Welcome to the 1% Code podcast. I help top income earners create multiple streams of income to support the career they love or the one they want to love again. Learn more on the 1% Code podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the 1% Code podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Melva Pinbingham, board-certified radiation oncologist, serial entrepreneur, franchise owner, and I help physicians struggling to grow additional income streams, navigate entrepreneurship, and scale their income. So let's talk about today's episode. This is episode 41, Let Go and Grow. I want to talk about several things with you this week. Hopefully my audio is better if you were hanging in there with me on the last two episodes. I was so excited to be back live recording, and I want to shout out to my podcast producer for challenging me to re-record those episodes. However, I was unable to do that, so he did the best that he could with editing what I had, and I really hope that you enjoyed that content, but this week I am not close to the mic. I have put my settings back correctly. And I do have my pop filter on. I was so rusty, 1% code listeners, and I appreciate you hanging in there with me. I had been out. I had not recorded live and I just got excited. I I moved my mic to the wrong place. I had my pop filter on, like it was in a basket on the floor. And literally my editor was like, you know, here's the link to the pop filter. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what's on my floor. You know, I I hadn't done it in so long. Anyway, messy and perfect action, right? Messy and perfect action. So we're going to let go and grow. So today I want to talk with you and hopefully the audio sounds nice and crisp today on how to hire and outsource better. And I want to talk about some of the processes that I went through specifically this week and and really in the last few weeks and months. So I want to share a story about an eviction that we did as real estate investors and a little bit of a story about some outsourcing and letting go, a story about our franchise. So If you're riding in the car, driving to work, buckle up because this episode is hopefully going to be a little bit of fun. So imagine this, my husband and I go into the courtroom as real estate investors. We've been landlords for years, and luckily we've never had to do an eviction. Unfortunately, in this instance, we had to do an eviction. So my goal was, or my role rather, was filling out the paperwork. So My husband, and I've mentioned this on other episodes, depending on when you've listened or joined as a 1% podcast listener, my husband had an Achilles tendon repair surgery back in November, and unfortunately had wound complications and had a second surgery in February. So we've had a tough go. I've literally been his left leg and I was in a hurry before second surgery and I filled out the form. I didn't think everything was right, but I asked the young lady in the city department. She said that was fine. I paid the check. We had to wait the waiting period. So fast forward to court day, we show up to court and they said before we went at first, I thought like I had, you know, this court time was just us, right? Well, apparently I haven't been to enough of these trials. So it was a group of us at one o'clock on that day. And they call us up first. And originally they said anyone who had a lawyer, which we did not for this eviction hearing, or if you were in alphabetical order, which we were not because our company starts with the letter F. So we had calculated there were at least seven people before us. So when they called us up first, we were looking kind of like, okay, it is one o'clock on the dot. The judge has called us up first. Why are they calling us up first? So my husband and I go up there and you know he's, he's kind of moving a little slowly. So has a wedge in, he's going through physical therapy after the surgery. And she looks at us with those like puppy dog eyes. 
And I'm going, okay, this is either not going in our favor or like something is really wrong. Well, fast forward to the messy and perfect action. And that area that I didn't really fill out blank, the judge says, so you didn't put a reason why you were evicting the tenant. The rest of your procedure was 100% correct. Your notices are perfect. You've done everything you need to do, but you have not given a reason why this tenant needs to, you know, like to get out of your property. And we're looking like, are you kidding us? We've waited all this time to get this court date. You know, we've arranged childcare. I've taken off clinic for the day to be here and I've screwed it up. And, you know, my husband's starting to talk and ask questions. And I'm like, I should probably take this over because I'm thinking I I did this. I filled this out. You know, you were about to be under anesthesia and, you know, the surgeon was going to cut on you. And, and I'm sitting there going, oh, how could I do this? Right. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever just screwed something up, taken full responsibility and thought to yourself either one, how can you just own up to it? Or two, how can you let go? This isn't the let go part. Or three, you know, how can you fix it, right? And if you've ever been in court, this is not really the time to negotiate with the judge. And even though she looked cool, like she had a cute little bob cut, I was thinking we would be cool. Like we'd hang out, go out for coffee, kind of cool. But anyway, fast forward and she gave us those puppy dog eyes. And I was thinking, this is why she called us up because she said, you've done everything right. You can immediately go refile. And so my husband got excited. He said, well, can we... After we immediately refile, can we come back in court today? And she shook her head like, no, sweetheart, you can't. So we did the walk of shame as we left. And the other one o'clock group who looked like a lot of regulars were there. One lady pushed out her business card. She's a realtor. And later in the parking lot, you know, like the barbecue where you get together and network, (laughs) met a lot of people. We learned that this is really the game, right? So this is what the city does. There's a a minor technicality. They take your money. They know maybe you left a part blank. And the reason we left it blank, just for clear disclosure, is that we weren't asking for thousands of dollars in back rent. We just wanted the lady out of the property and like the $60 in court fees. You know, if we just had to ask for something, it wasn't anything complicated. It wasn't, you know, it was a mutual thing. The, the, (laughs) see, I don't even know. That's why I left it blank. The lease was terminated. So that's all the judge said we had to put was termination of lease. Like it had been up and she kept saying she was looking for a place. She hadn't looked for a place. Her, whatever voucher she had had been up and it wasn't a nasty separation. It was just time to go. And so that's why when I mentioned to the lady, I was pulling it out. I didn't put anything. And I'm almost like 90% sure she said that was fine. I could just write the 60 bucks. So anyway, fast forward, the people in the parking lot were very helpful. We had a chance to network business card. So anyway, fast forward, we were there filling out the paperwork, immediately redo it. And we see this lady scurry in because our tenant hadn't shown up because we were right the first case call. And so this lady comes in and says, you know, my case was non-suited. What does that mean? And so she shows up and she said, I just came to come in to bring my landlord a key because I already moved out. And so I stopped filling out the paperwork. My husband and I both look up, turn over at her and we're like, oh, and so he knew her name, called her over and she explained that she got the eviction papers, even with no reason, but her case manager said for her to move out by the eviction date. So the moral of the story and the reason I wanted to share this with you today, hopefully with clear audio, is that messy, massive and perfect action works every time, every time, even if you get it wrong. So yes, we were lucky right? That the tenant had the keys and had already moved out. So even though our case was non-suited, the eviction courts, you know, proceedings did not actually happen. The part that did happen, 
were enough for her to have been moved out. We got the key at the time of the court case, even though there was no reason for her to get out listed on these official documents, her being served with these papers, she moved out. So it didn't matter that there was no reason, right? Second lesson here is that we had an ability to network. So now we understand the game. We understand that we need to fill out the form that even if someone's taking our money, that they're not the experts in knowing what needs to be there. You know, read the fine print, talk to other people who've been there. There was a group of regulars. So we were able to network with other realtors that were there who work with investors. So expanding our network, we met the attorneys that represented people. There were two attorneys there you know, on on both sides. And there were other locals who were there in that city where we have properties or we like to purchase real estate investments who are familiar with the legal system in, you know, for that city in the region we're in. So this is all about growing. So as we let go, in this case for us, it was letting go of this tenant who had been in this property. We've had this property for a very long time. I believe she'd been there for six years. It was part of the growing process of letting go of a tenant who'd been very stable and growing, right? And letting go of control and perfectionism. And honestly, she probably should have been asked to move or evicted a long time ago. And I think that's one of the reasons that we look back as as we reflected. And I invite you to do this if you haven't already done this in your business or your entrepreneur journey is taking that time for reflection in how you're operating your business. And a lot of us as professionals or high income earning professionals, especially as physicians, we have that bedside manner and we have that heart where we may not make those decisions to fire quickly or evict or make these types of decisions or take people to court because of that part of service. But business is business. And when that time comes, that time has come, right? So letting go of control and perfectionism and growing is part of the process. So It was a mutual ending and we learned a lot from that, right? So it was a funny story. I think it was a great story. It was very mutual. So the other part of the story, you know, it was, we got lucky on the court date with her coming up with a key. We went to the house, not so lucky. You know, let's just say it was painted with some bullet holes that probably could have been there for years under the curtains. She said she wasn't able to take the trash out to the back. She really meant the entire amount of contents that were in the backyard. She wasn't able to take them to the front. And then there's a, literally a broken vanity. And I kind of wish I could pop up a picture for you to see if this wasn't a podcast. And we're kind of like, wow, how did you break this vanity exactly? But again, it was keys for cash, right? It's still an asset. Love real estate investing. I can help you with this. If you want to talk about real estate investing every time, it, it still will pay us. It's been paying us lots of money in this property. Time and time again, it, it is a good story. It will remain a good story. So let go and grow eviction. Okay. Next story I want to share with you about the franchise. Okay. So I have alluded to it. I've talked about it. We've been multi-franchise owners and this was a, a chapter that we've been working on for a long time. We got into the ownership of a second franchise and we finally, finally closed this week. I feel like this has been going on for a very long time. We started the negotiations a little over three months ago. And that finally closed this week. It was absolutely exhausting, if I'm being honest. And our decision to sell maybe came toward the end of last year. And it was a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is that we wanted to focus on a single. So we decided to focus our efforts on a single brand in the franchise world. So we gave it a a try when I say we, my husband and I, it's my business partner, you know, it's really hard to let go of something that you've 
you've picked up as an entrepreneur. And I challenge you to consider projects that you pick up as an entrepreneur, including franchise ownership, real estate investments, new business ventures, as just that projects. Because some projects that you start, you may not finish and they may not be meant to finish. And other projects that you start, they may just explode into something beautiful that was really meant for you to do. And focus is something that is very important as an entrepreneur. And as a specialist, I'm a radiation oncologist. You know, it's interesting. I'm a generalist radiation oncologist because I practice in the community. So I I treat everything from brain, head and neck cancers to breast cancers, to prostate cancer, to skin cancer, to gynecologic cancer. So it's, it's not super specialized, but I am treating cancer. And actually I also treat benign things such as keloids, right? With radiation. So I'm not even super specialized, but the ability to specialize and to focus on one brand is very important. And and let me tell you why it's because when you want to scale and you want to bring in leverage, which is a big part of the 1% method and the 1% code that I talk a lot about and is a foundation of the 1% podcast. When you want to bring leverage in with teams and methodology and systems, and you consider brand alignment and the vision that you have and being in alignment with the vision and the model of the franchise and the brand that you're working with, it's much easier to leverage and have all of those pieces when you have the focus and you have the one franchise. So believe me, we looked at massive scale and consideration with the two franchises. And it's not that it wasn't possible, but the second franchise that we picked up was one that was almost like a rehab. It didn't just need specifically the store that we had in the location. It didn't just need like paint and carpet when we think about a real estate investment type scenario. It needed structural change. You know, like we had to do some foundation, (laughs) change some joists on the bottom for my real estate investors there. And doing that and also the paint and carpet with a completely different set of tools while also growing and continually growing in the middle of a pandemic, (laughs) another franchise with a completely different set of tools brought up challenges that didn't make sense. So we had to start to let go of that. And it was a humble process, I would say for myself and my husband. And we learned, we learned a lot through that process. And I, I will say that we finished on top and I call my new business friend now who we, you know, sold the business to and exchanged the business to the insert chain name Whisperer. And I say that because, you know, he told me, he said, Dr. Melva, I can do this franchise with my eyes closed. He said, you can do medicine and you have your other franchise and, and you and Leon do that one really well. He said, I can do this one with my eyes closed. And I just know how to do this one. He has, gosh, by now he probably has over 20 locations. He's been doing it close to 20 years. And he has the systems, the infrastructure, the inside support. He has the staff. He knows how to run the business. And he did things quickly that we were unable to do because we didn't have the focus. We didn't have those systems. We didn't have, we didn't honestly have the brand alignment with the vision for that franchise. And I say that candidly and honestly, because I hope that I save someone from making that mistake Just because an opportunity presents itself, 
that you can step into, it doesn't mean that it's for you. So when I think of letting go and growing, another kind of piece that I want to throw into this puzzle is one that held me up for several weeks in this last, I'd say three to five months. And I'm being really honest with you here because I think a lot of us as top income earners and even entrepreneurs or social media, we're not always as honest as we should be because it can be sobering. I got a little confused with clearing and letting go. And let me tell you why. Again, I think all coaches, I'm a coach mindset and business strategist for physicians, physician entrepreneurs. And, you know, I think all great coaches should have coaches and mentors, right? And so I was talking to one of my coaches, mindset coaches, and she said, I said, well, wait a second. Is there a difference between clearing and letting go? So I, I always go through kind of the spring cleaning or, you know, closing projects or things that are no longer serving me or, I guess, you know, like a cleanup process, right? For entrepreneur things we're doing or staff we're working with or projects I'm working on or things that are just kind of pending and and making room. And this franchise closing these things out was one of those. And she said, well, clearing and, you know, cleaning up and letting go aren't one and the same if you're not really letting go, Dr. Melba. And I was like, oh, And I was like, so in other words, what you're telling me is that I'm just procrastinating. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, okay. That hurts a little bit. That hits differently. So let me ask you, have you ever been clearing or letting go and you haven't really let go? (laughs) So if you can answer yes to that, that doesn't equate to growing. So to really let go and grow, you have to let go. So one of the things that was really difficult for me personally was letting go of this franchise and not doing that until it was finally closed. And then what really hit me is that when you've done these businesses, so those of you who have already started an entrepreneur journey and you've started a real business, an LLC, S-Corp, C-Corp, whatever have you, there's so many pieces where it's never really finally closed. That's kind of artificial. It's like this artificial construct that we come up to just tell ourselves that we can close the book, close the chapter, it's done. You know, it's just like consults with patients. It's never really done. You know, I'm doing paperwork forever after I see a patient and consult and sending the referrals and then there's the billing and then there's the follow-ups. And then, you know, there's so much to put into action after the patient walks out of my door. I'm doing like 15 to 20 steps after, right? So the physicians who are listening understand what I mean. And those who support us also understand what I mean. So by that, I mean that I think we create these barriers, maybe sometimes even excuses or blocks that keep us from growing. And I had to ask why. And I think the answer that I came up with, and maybe this is resonates with you, or maybe it doesn't, is it's either a fear of failure or a fear of success. And it's almost as if you're asking yourself, well, what happens when I let this go? Is it, wow, Dr. Melva and, and her husband, Leon, had this business and they sold it. That's a failure. Or is it a, wow, because they had a franchise and sold it, that means I can get out there and have a franchise. And if it doesn't work, I can sell it too. So it's inspiring. Or is it a fear of success in that, when we sell this franchise, we'll have a lot of room to grow the one we have, or we can buy other ones that are similar to the ones we have. So it, it was like this series of asking questions. And this is how you grow. So I hope that you're able to do the same process, that when you're 
clearing or when you're letting go or when you're getting close to closure. And where I was going with that of it's not never really finally closed with with the business, just going back to that. Sorry, I I know I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. I'm recording this on a Saturday. So the kids came in the middle of me recording this. So (laughs) I apologize if it sounds a little energetic. You know, these kids are. But the the reason why it's never really finally closed is that for a business, there are settlements as far as monetarily that we have to do after closing because a business has some payouts that come at the end of the year. So for example, with a franchise, there are dividends that are paid out at different months. So you have vendors, like for example, like a Coca-Cola or Dr. Pepper, for example, that may pay out at different times of the year or franchise purchasing groups that pay out, let's say in December or June of the year. So there's some things or taxes, sales tax, for example, that can't be closed out until the deal is over. So it's never finally closed on one date. It'll take some time. And then you have employee withholdings that have to be closed. And you know some of that won't be closed for a while. So it's never finally closed is what I meant for the business. But you get to decide when you let it go is really what I want you to get from that. So I hope that is helpful. And a couple other tips that I want to provide for you, and today may be a little bit longer than some of my episodes, but when you are thinking about leverage and part of the success that we've had in letting go and growing and being able to, for example, be present for the eviction process, whether I filled the paperwork out correctly or not, and having the two franchises, whether we kept one or decided to sell the other one and, you know, whether we build the other store or not is the ability to, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast episode, learning how to hire and outsource better. And these ideas are not all my own. And and maybe I'll do an entire episode on this is yeah, maybe I'll do an entire episode on this. Actually, that's a good idea because there's a lot to say on this. But just briefly, let me just kind of talk about this briefly and then we'll get into this next week. But you need to learn how to hire and outsource better because this is a continuous process. It doesn't matter whether it's in your, you know, your clinic, in your business, in your career, you will always find yourself hiring and outsourcing and working with other people. And the better that you get in your communication, training, briefing, and the questions that you're asking, the better outcome that you will have the better you will be able to scale and the more that you will be able to let go and the more you will be able to grow. Okay. And I'm going to leave you with that. And then next week we will talk more about that. Okay. And I'll get more into briefing and training and questions to ask and what I've learned and more specific examples. So hopefully that will help. I hope that you have learned a lot today on this episode 41, Let Go and Grow. Again, I'm Dr. Melva and I appreciate so much that you spent this time listening to the 1% Code Podcast. Thanks for listening. And for any of my fellow physicians listening today, I have a free gift for you. Nine business ideas for busy physicians. To get your hands on it, just go to melvasfreeoffer.com. Again, that's melvasfreeoffer.com. M-E-L-V-A-S-F-R-E-E-O-F-F-E-R.com. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the 1% Code Podcast, please share with others post about it on social media, leave a rating, and I would love your five-star review.